welcome to the Dream World Podcast, where we talk about not only lucid dreaming, but life, spirituality, psychology, and what it really means to be human. So let's explore the universe together. So this is my guest here today. Go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Hi, I'm Martin from Zimbabwe. I'm an astronaut and a psychonaut. Um, yeah, quite a veteran. I've been dreaming, recording dreams for at least 10 years. And yeah, I'm a visual artist and a musician. That's cool. That's cool. Do you feel like um, your dreams help you with your creative process at all? Yeah, often I do art and like um, poetry in dreams. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And then you feel like it helps you in real life with your art and poetry and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Cool, cool. So um, do you have any like in terms of your lucid dreams? Do you How often do you have them? Lucid dreams, it depends how much I focus on lucid dreaming. Sometimes up to five or ten a month if I'm focused. And other times, maybe one a month if I'm not focused. That happens spontaneously. That's cool. Yeah, it's about the same for me. Um, when I'm really trying, it's like maybe once a week sometimes. It really depends on how much effort I put into it. But that's cool. So out of, you said 10 years that you've been kind of, you know, into dreaming and stuff. That's a long time. Do you feel like out of everything you remember, do you have any really specific things, like any specific dream experiences that are like really stand out to you? Um, yeah, I've had like some epic ones where I've dreamt of things like spiritual things like angels or Hindu deities, um, Buddha, things like that, that really kind of rocked my world and changed my perspective on life. Wow, that's cool. Tell me about one of them, like any, like what lesson did you get out of it kind of? Well, uh, there was one where I was chanting a mantra in a dream, this Buddhist mantra, Om Mani Padme Hum. So I was chanting Om Mani Padme Hum in the dream, and then I became lucid, uh, which was really cool to meditate in a dream. And then um, I started to fly in the dream, um, fully lucid, and I started to call out to the goddess Athena. And then uh, like in response, when I called out, like a song started to play in the dream. And I was flying and then connecting with the goddess. And that was like really powerful. Wow, that's cool. That's definitely interesting. Um, it's on my list of things too, like to try to talk to some angels and goddesses like next time I get lucid. I remember you telling me briefly, like when we were chatting, that you say you remember some of your past lives. Oh, yeah. Um uh, when I was like a really young child, I had recurring sort of nightmares that were what are OBEs or out-of-body experiences um, where I dreamt of my deaths from the previous life. Um, so there are about three lives that I remember clearly. Uh, one, I was a high priest in Atlantis, the continent of Atlantis. And I dreamt I was inside uh, the temple and then there's an earthquake and I, then I watched my body die. And it was like a reoccurring nightmare in a sense. When I was really young, I hadn't been anywhere. I hadn't seen anything on TV. It was just like as soon as I was born, I started to remember uh, that life. 
And I've had other dream where I drowned in a waterfall as well. Another one where I was a chicken. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, the concept of reincarnation is so crazy to me. And I feel like as children, since we're kind of still close to the other side, like, you know, fresh souls that haven't been through any pain, really, you know, they're more sensitive to remembering those types of things. So that's pretty cool. Like, do you feel it's what interests me about that is do you feel like connected at all to, to those people? Like, or you feel like it's the same, your same soul? Or how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's the same soul. Like I have memories um, of those lives. When I was young, I had a lot more memories. Now I just remember the most uh, significant ones. Every now and then I have a dream of the past life as well, um, which is really cool. Um, yeah, in another dream, I connected with Athena and uh, Hephaestus, the god of volcanoes. Might have seen them in Clash of the Titans or something. Mm -hmm. um, I was with like Hephaestus and Athena and then I was talking about the past life and the tragedy of Atlantis and the nine muses and I was there quite recently in a dream. So I use lucid dreaming to like uh, reconnect with my past lives as well. That's cool. Is that like um, one of your main goals for lucid dreaming or it's just one of them? Yeah, it's one of the goals. I mean, I love um, connecting with the gods and angels. I mean, uh, like you said as well. That's really cool. I always dream of the gods a lot, like uh, mostly the Roman Greek pantheon, you know, also the Hindu pantheon and sometimes the Egyptian pantheon. Oh, interesting. Do you feel like they kind of come to you in the dream world or you feel like you kind of summon them to talk to them? Uh, they come to me. It's very different to a regular dream when something enters your dream. It feels it's similar to astral projection. <laughs> And they have a different kind of energy to a regular dream character when it's like a god, a goddess, or an angel or something. Oh, so you can like feel the difference, literally. That's cool. I always feel like, you know, when we're in a dream or when we're astral projecting, you know, we're kind of like, I call it like the dream world, you know, we're like in between like the spiritual world and the physical world. So, you know, those types of beings, they can kind of meet us halfway and like communicate with us through that. So that's really cool. Um, cool. Well, so what are your favorite things? What other favorite things do you like to do in dreams? Um, I love premonitions and precognition. So that's seeing the future. Um, yeah, like quite a few times I've seen the future and I love when that happens. Really? Is it spontaneous or how do you get it to happen? Usually spontaneous, yeah. Also contacting the dead. I mean, like my great aunt died a while ago. I connected with her again, with Athena, the goddess. I asked Athena to bring her to life. And then the next thing I know, I'm lucid. And then I'm next to my aunt that died. That was really cool. Um, wow. My best friend's father died. I also had a lucid dream about him. When he died, I was in the house where he was. And then I saw him and I was fully lucid, levitating. And it was really cool to connect with that spirit as well. So, I mean, that's what I really enjoy doing while dreaming. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite things too, summoning people and, and talking to um, like your ancestors and people that are deceased. It's so powerful and it's like so amazing because it really just makes you realize that like nobody's really dead. We're all here together. It's just about, you know, where we're seeing it from. So that's Yeah, I actually started um, dreaming 
my girlfriend at the time was stu studying to be a spirit medium and uh, like traditional doctor. So I studied with her sometimes. And then um, we started recording dreams for ancestral purposes and sort of shamanically dreaming. Like she would do a secret ceremony or something. And then I would wake up with the dream and tell her exactly what she had done. And she would be shocked. Like, how did you know that? You know, how did you know what I was carrying or. So you then, guys had shared dream experiences kind of. Um, yeah. Well, waking and dream experiences, more like she did something while she was awake and then I, I would see it. And then when her teacher's husband died, the same night that he died, I dreamt of him um, dying and he gave me like a gift of power, which was really cool. And the gift was some plants and herbs to use for medicine. Yet uh, he was really high up in the spiritual hierarchy of the country, like a custodian of this ancient site that's similar to Stonehenge in England, like um, this, yeah, stone building. Um, yeah, so that was quite powerful. Wow, that is really cool. That is really interesting, actually. Um, what do you feel like, so from your perspective and in your opinion, um, like, what do you feel like is kind of like the purpose of all these dreams? Like, why do we dream? Like, what's kind of like your scientific take on it? Like, how does it benefit us? I think it's um, like the spirit leaving the body, that the spirit needs to leave the body at times um, when it's an OBE kind of dream. Other dreams, I think it's a way that we process everything that happens to us, the future and the past and the present. Um, sort of our inner experiences become externalized in the dream. If we have fear, it will manifest as a monster. If we have love, it will manifest as a person. You know, so inner experiences become exterior. I actually trained in lucid dreaming in Buddhist uh, temple. What was, was that like? Um, intensive. We had sleep retreats over a number of years. Uh, where a number of people slept in the temple and we wake up at certain times where they ring a bell. And um, the methods were kind of Western methods of lucid dreaming, yet I was also practicing some Tibetan uh, methods of lucid dreaming as well. Interesting. So what do you feel like you gained from all that experience? You feel like you got better at it and stuff? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that really put me on the path of lucid dreaming, like seriously, um, actively trying to lucid dream, not just spontaneously lucid dreaming. Right. I wanted to ask you more about, um, you were saying how she would meet up with you kind of in the dream world. How did that work? Like she was awake and you were asleep. Yeah, like um, the main time that happened was with the ceremony that she did, where she was carrying like uh, some farming instruments and other things, various objects. And it was a very secret ceremony, like an initiation. So no one else knew what was happening there. Then I woke up from my dream and I told her exactly what she was carrying. And then she was shocked. She's like, you know, how did you know this? You know, no one um, should know this. Another time, like I also dreamt of, my friend being burgled and then a month later he was actually burgled wow so, so that's like one he, of the premonitions yeah and that was um i also saw a train derail once and then the train actually derailed 
So I mean, some of these things were significant. Do you know that they're premonitions when it's when you're dreaming about them? Not really. Sometimes the events have to happen. Like if I had known about the train, I would have told people and tried to uh, stop it because mm -hmm. people died in that case. Mm -hmm. um, my brother missed his train. He was meant to be on the train, yet he missed it. Right. Wow. Do you feel like um, with those types of premonitions, do you feel like uh, we're not really supposed to interfere and try to stop it? Or what do you feel like? What is that kind of like? Um, do you feel like a mission to want to figure it out? Yeah, sometimes I'll meditate if, like, it's a bad dream and try and avert the outcome or change it. If I see someone dying, like, I saw someone die and then I sort of prayed, meditated, and then they haven't died yet, so it was a good um, outcome. That's good, yeah, definitely. So I'm guessing, like, you keep a dream journal still today, right? Yeah, I've got, like, about 10 dream journals. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you just stack them up. You ever go back and read them and like see patterns? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, sometimes when things happen, I was like, oh, yeah, I dreamt of that. And then I'll check the date when I dreamt of it and then see what has happened. And just to go through, like uh, the other day, I went through one from 10 years ago and I typed it all out. So that was really rewarding to see what I was dreaming and what I was doing at that time in my life and the parallels between our waking life and our dream life. Wow, that's crazy. I Hopefully I can do that one day. I've only been on my dream journal for like a year and even in one year, it's crazy to like look back it's, and make connections. It's really interesting. That's cool. So like, I feel like some people, you know, you are like a veteran, like you said, um, but some people are just getting started or some people have never even had a lucid dream before, which is crazy. Do you feel like, um, for somebody that's just getting into it, do you feel like um, they can kind of reach that level with practice, with the, like with all the things you've been through? Yeah, um, I think starting out, it might take about three months to have your first lucid dream. Some people have it the same night after like a workshop or something. So it really depends on the person, how much energy and effort and discipline they put into the practice. Yeah. Were you always like kind of natural at it? You feel like it's kind of like part of who you are or do you feel like you work for it 100%? Well, dreams themselves, I've always been a dreamer, yet not always a lucid dreamer. Because it started with the past life dreams when I was young and those were reoccurring, you know, like they happened right. over and over. And then I tried to make sense of them. I didn't tell my parents or my siblings. I just internally kind of uh, dealt with experiences did you know what they were as a child or you interpreted it later as your past lives it's similar to knowing that you're dreaming while you're dreaming when um in a past life dream you know that you're dead when you're dead it's a similar process like that aha moment when you like realize it's a yeah. dream it's similar yet at at the time i there were memories and experiences and yet I wasn't familiar with like a concept of reincarnation. Yeah. Do you still relate to those lives at all or you, you feel like they're just memories? Yeah. Like dreaming of the gods. I mean, I connect with the pantheons that were there in those lives In both two lives, I was kind of like um, a healer and also a high priest. So I mean, both of those things involved, connecting with the gods. The second 
one, the high priest, well, no, the healer, was really cool. Uh, when I died in the waterfall, my body became a river, and then two snakes came to name me. And the snakes twisted like um, Kundalini uh, yoga into a caduceus, the staff of chemistry. It looks like the staff of medicine going really high into the sky and wings spread. Yeah, that's the staff of mercury, which I dream of sometimes seeing mercury. Yeah, that was the way that I died, the process of death. So I know what's on the other side too. Like I connect with um, this titaness that's in Hades. It's like when, when you die, there's a fountain. And if you drink from the fountain, you remember everything. And the same fountain I use to remember dreams. It's a fountain in Hades. Well, the place, Hades. Interesting. So you feel like you had that choice to drink through that fountain and you chose to drink it. Yeah. It's like the initiates were taught that. Um, there's two rivers. One that makes you forget everything and then the other fountain that makes you remember everything. And that's the way that I reincarnated was drinking from that fountain. Wow, I feel like I would want to remember, but I guess I drank from the other fountain because I don't have much memories of past lives. But that's interesting. Um, so you say you know what's on the other side. Like, describe that to me. What's that like? Like, how many times do you feel like we choose to reincarnate or do we eventually stay on the other side? What do you think about that? Yeah, sometimes it's choice and sometimes it's karma, depending on what we've done. So on the other side, you'll find many loving family members, ancestors and descendants. People that haven't been born, their souls are already there, like new souls. Mm -hmm. And also just like fa close family members and things like that will exist there. Um, yeah, that's basically the other side. I've also seen um, angels in... Like I had a really cool dream of Jacob's ladder where I saw like a ladder of angels and then Apollo, the God Apollo with a ladder of angels, which was really funny because it's like from the Bible, there's a ladder of angels. Then Apollo is from the Greek pantheon and how they came together. Yeah, I definitely feel like there's truth everywhere. Every religion, like all the gods, all the spirits, they all live together here to help us. Like everybody has a little bit of the truth in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So the new souls that caught my attention because I don't know if you saw the new Disney movie Soul. Have you heard of it? You should watch it. I know I already put you onto some other shows, but I'm going to keep giving recommendations. Um, so basically, they kind of talk about that little in between the other side. There's some new souls that kind of need guidance before they go on to Earth. Like, what do you feel that's like? Like, how do souls need to prepare for their first time on Earth? Well, sometimes they choose the parents that they're going to be born to. Um, and they can see what happens in the world of the living, which is kind of spooky. It's like everything that we do, the ancestors are watching. Yeah. And like yeah. where I live in Zimbabwe, like ancestral worship is a part of the culture. So, I mean, ancestors are taken very seriously that they determine the many things Definitely. in people's lives. Yeah, like you said, they're always watching, which is kind of scary. But really, on the other side, there's nothing to hide. It's all open. They live with us openly. So we're the ones putting that box on ourselves of reality. So if our ancestors are on the other side, do you feel like they don't, they're not reincarnated? Or do you feel like when they reincarnate, are they still there? How does that work? 
Sometimes they incarnate, yet um, reincarnation isn't that common. I would say it happens like about one in every hundred people. Oh, interesting. So some people just really just have one shot here? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I wouldn't say you only live once. I would say you can live lots of times. I, mean, I that's agree, the I agree. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not the only person that I've talked to that remembers their past lives. Um, I personally don't, so maybe I for drank from the forgotten fountain, or maybe this is my first time, but um, it definitely fascinates me, so I definitely feel like my mind is just bigger than that, but... Well, I um, in hypnosis, you can be made to remember, and lucid dreaming is very similar to hypnosis, so in a lucid dream, you can summon up, um, show me my past life or something, you say to the dream, and then the dream may present a scene. That's true. I'm going to try that next time. I've been making a list of things I want to try on my lucid dreams, which, you know, it's like once a week. So I know there's a lot of cool things you can do, like summoning people. Like I like to fly. You can do creative things. You can ask to see, like you said, anything, the future, the past. So there's so many benefits of lucid dreaming. I, I think everybody should try it personally. Yeah. I mean, like psychologically, it's really good for healing trauma. Yes. And also for um, shadow integration. Shadow is kind of like everything that's repressed in a psyche. Um, anger, fear, etc. All the repressed, everything is called the shadow. So shadow integration is where you integrate with the discarded parts of the self. It's hard to do while awake. I mean, that really has to be done in the depths of the psyche, which is the dream. Definitely. There's so much um, psychology behind understanding your subconscious and like how it can help you in waking life. Um, that's definitely one of my goals too, is just to, to do the shadow work because it's not easy for sure. There's a, a lot of scary things that come with it. Do you, and I feel like some people are put off to, you know, lucid dreaming and fear of like sleep paralysis or nightmares. Like, you know, how do you deal with like those occasional, like really scary ones? Well, I think lucidity is the key with nightmares. Um, if you know it's an illusion in the Buddhist kind of practice, the illusion can't hurt you. And you realize that the characters are all part of self. So in that sense, the dream characters aren't like offensive or dangerous. So try and like embrace nightmares as, um, as friends, kind of. Yeah, definitely. I think you can change kind of the scope of the dream once you become lucid. I've definitely done that a couple of times. That's cool. So I guess kind of to wrap it up, do you have any more like anything else you want to share or anything cool that you feel like the world should know about everything you've learned about lucid dreaming? I feel like you're so knowledgeable about it. You have so many things you can teach the world. Well, definitely that there are no limits to what you can do in the dream. As an honor note, it's kind of like you can explore the depths of reality. Uh, you can heal people or yourself psychologically and maybe even physically. Um, there are lots of potentials to listen to me. Yeah, for sure. I've been learning that and like I'm just obsessed with it. So I'm podcasting. I'm doing my school projects on it. I'm just in love with it. So Thanks for talking to me, though. Um, I guess that pretty much wraps it up. Um, for everybody listening, if you like this episode and you want to hear more about lucid dreaming, out-of-body experiences, psychology, and just our journey through the universe, 
Just listen to this podcast and check out the next episode. I've got uh, a poem on my past life, if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be cool. Let's hear it. High priest of Atlantis, like a praying mantis, my skeleton is gelatin under the sea, where the lost continent used to be. What a tragedy, Melpomene, no search party came for me. Reborn in the last country, Zimbabwe, my body passed on, then my spirit shone. So preserved after the shell is gone. In a sideways figure eight, as we step and reincarnate, we come back on the underground streams for the benefit of all beings. With these heavenly dreams, lucid at the seams. Advice from the lamas, always with the good karmas. We do metempsychosis with the great Manomosthenes and the daughters nine, heavenly, true, divine. The ladies from Hades, Zeus's other babies, taught in the mystery schools, stuffing up for fools. Yeah. Wow, I like that. That was so powerful. Very interesting. I just read the first page. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's so interesting. I mean, it really wraps up everything we talked about. Like, you really, you really have come a long way through the universe. And I feel like that's just something really amazing that it makes you who you are. So I just think that's so cool. Yeah, and this was really insightful and great. And I hope it benefits uh, many people and that um, they get lucid in their dreams just by listening to this. Exactly. That's the goal. Because, you know, even if you just listen to this before you go to sleep, you're already putting your mind there. So hopefully we get to talk to a lot more people. And yeah, just tell the world about it. I feel like everybody should just hear about these things because they're real and people think of them as some crazy, like we're crazy, but no, this is proven. This is, there's research on it and we're just talking about what we went through so all right awesome cool well thank you so much i hope you have a good day lots of love and lucidity